Hello, I'm Rochelle Carlson with This Crazy Celiac Life, where we talk about all things celiac. So here's my son, Joshua. Hi there. And what do you think about having this podcast here? It's pretty cool. Yeah. No, to help other people that just got diagnosed or has been diagnosed and they don't know what to do, I think it could really help them. Yeah, I do too. So we're going to talk about our story. I'm going to tell most of it, and then Josh is going to jump in yep. when he's got things to say. So Josh was around seven and a half when he started getting stomach aches. They were random and not seemingly from anything he ate, and they were sporadic, getting them in clusters and then not for a while. Then the headaches yeah. started. They usually came on with stomach aches, but not always. By age eight, he was lethargic, and I mean he was a couch potato. Wait, remember every day when I'd always ask for a bagel with cream cheese? Yeah. That's all I'd eat for breakfast. Yeah, especially when you had a stomach I always ache. loved those bagels. Those bagels <laughs> were so good. Yeah, the cream cheese part was okay. <laughs> I'm glad we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he was lethargic, no energy. He was laying on the couch. Do you remember that? That you just oh, weren't even acting like a normal kid. Yeah. All I did was pretty much play the Xbox. Yeah. Well, and yeah. Yeah. I'd just sit there. And Lay around. You didn't want to go outside and you didn't want to play. He wasn't really grumpy, but he would lay around all day during that summer. We took him to the doctor and he said Josh might have food allergies. So we went to an allergist. He's tested positive for allergies to carrots, apples, nuts, and grass. We got him off those foods. Right, That was funny when you would tell me carrots made your tongue itch. Yeah. And I did it. And you made me eat a carrot every yeah. single dinner. Yeah. And like I said, I, it, it would itch. And it, then you'd always make me it eat it. every single dinner. But every time we well, had Well, every carrots. time we had carrots, yeah. it would always itch. But now I can have cooked carrots and apples right. and nuts and things. Well, we didn't know you were. I didn't know there was <laughs> yeah, such a thing. Yeah, and you thought I was lying. <laughs> that, was, that was really bad because, you know, all the kids tried to get out of eating carrots. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so I just thought, wow, this kid's really creative. <laughs> okay, so getting back to it, let's see. Um, we took him to the doctor. We took him to the allergist. He did test allergic to carrots, apples, and nuts and grass. So we did. I didn't make him eat carrots anymore after that, and we did get him a prescription for seasonal allergies. And then we thought that we had found the answer to all Drush's troubles. Hallelujah. <laughs> Our elation didn't last long, though, because pretty soon he was having stomach pains and headaches. Gas and constipation started showing up. Plus, he would um, vomit once in a while. One night, while brushing our teeth, he said that his tooth was hurting. I looked at his molar and was complete, and uh, it was almost completely rotted out. I couldn't believe it. I was floored. At his regular dental checkup and cleaning earlier in the year, his teeth were in great shape, and he had sealants and was good to go. So we get in with the dentist, and he examines Josh's teeth and <laughs> discovered another molar on the opposite side almost completely rotted out. You could have knocked me over with a feather. I was so stunned. The six older kids had great teeth, only one or two cavities here or there, and a couple of kids never having a cavity at all. I felt so guilty, so, so guilty. How could I be a good mom and let this happen? So we scheduled an oral surgery to remove those two rotted teeth and had spacers put in, and I thought, okay, now we're good to go. 
<laughs> so we thought. <laughs> Three months later, we were back for a scheduled checkup, and would you believe it? Josh had two more huge <laughs> cavities in two other molars. The dentist was able to fill these, so he didn't have to have another oral surgery, but the guilt, oh, it was terrible. Around this time, I decided that we should take Joshua to a naturopath. After examining him, the doctor said Josh was very small for his height and weight for his age. And I knew that he was small, but I wasn't really concerned because all the other older kids were small until they hit about 12 or 13, and then they were normal size. Yeah. The naturopath said that Joshua had some vitamin and mineral deficiencies and recommended Josh gain weight. Several months later, Josh had gained a few pounds, but still had deficiencies in vitamin and minerals, even though he was eating a lot of healthy foods. We took him completely off any and all sugar, refined, and natural. But Joshua was getting worse. It was so confusing. He'd be laying on the couch crying and in pain in the morning, gassy, constipated, and nauseous. And then in the afternoon, if we went to the park or to visit friends or to church, he'd be running around and playing and laughing. You remember that? Yeah. That was the fun part. <laughs> right. So how come you could be really sick in the morning and then by the afternoon you would feel well, okay? Well, I think it was because I wouldn't have eaten for a couple hours when I was playing or I wasn't eating when I was playing. And even if I had a little stomach ache or a headache, it would get my mind off of it. So it didn't really affect me when I was playing and things. Right. You just weren't, you were just ignoring it. Yeah, I was just trying to. And that's what I, and that, um, and that was another part I was going to say was I look back now and realize the resiliency of being eight. You were just a little kid and you were in pain, but the power of playtime would temporarily just help you overcome feeling sick. Yeah. Is is that right? But he was not getting better. The year rolled by. I Sadly is right. (laughs) The year rolled by and he was still small, but now he was sickly looking. So we took him back to our regular clinic to a nurse practitioner. A nurse practitioner examined him, and it was decided to test him for something. I don't remember what it was. Remember that test? Oh, I think I remember, but I forgot. It's in my brain somewhere. Yeah. Anyway, we saw her several times, and because we were trying to remedy this and that, and finally, um, the other the tests that she did on him came back negative. And at that appointment, she looked me straight in the eye, and right in front of Josh said, He's psychosomatic. Wait, wait, wait. How <laughs> am I supposed to be psychosomatic if I threw up once in a while? Yeah. That's my question. Right. You know, <laughs> you, you're just wondering, how is he supposed to do that? Yeah, yeah. That, that, that wasn't Can right. I make myself throw up? Right. Like, here, let me try. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't right at all. I, I was just like, what? I mean, I, first of all, I couldn't believe she'd say that in front of you. And happily, you didn't really hear her. I didn't her, hear her at all. And you didn't even know what it, what it meant, even if you did hear her. Yeah. But you didn't ask me. Anyway, that I don't think I heard it anyway. I don't either. But but why would she say in from me? Right. If I did do it, why didn't she go right. in another room and was, take you with her? It was not. You know? It wasn't right. And, but anyway, as far as this uh, nurse was concerned, we just need to get you the mental health help you needed because you were psycho. <laughs> anyway, what? Um, anyway, um, we did a couple more tests and we went in uh, one more time, I think. And then after, the, after that visit, 
We were in the hall between examining rooms when a doctor walked by and heard Josh and I talking. I don't remember the conversation exactly, but I'm sure we were talking about how Josh was feeling. And the doctor stopped in the hall and said, have you tested for celiac disease? Wow. I'm a Christian, and that right there was a miracle. A doctor walking by, just overhearing Joshua talking. We weren't his patients. I'd never seen him before. As soon as he said celiac disease, though, I knew. I knew that's what Josh had. What I didn't know was what we were in for. I did know a little because I had a girlfriend who three of her kids had been diagnosed with type 1 diabetes, and one of them also had celiac disease. So I knew about the separate toasters and pans and stuff. But that's pretty much all. That family had to move back east because we are so rural, her kids were in danger. Two of the three are brittle diabetics, and she knew more about endocrine stuff than the doctors around here. So the next day, we made an appointment with the nearest gastroenterologist, <laughs> eight hours away. We met. I remember f- that car ride. I was so sick on that car yeah. ride. And plus, sometimes I do get car sick. Yeah. And plus that I kept in gluten. I even got sicker. I just. Uh, right. It was just really bad. It was a bad car trip. The whole thing was really bad. But anyway, we were yeah. in the car for eight hours. We met him for an appointment, and he took detailed report from me and then examined Joshua, asking all kinds of questions and, of course, looking over his medical history. It was decided to do a biopsy as soon as his schedule opened up, about two weeks later, and on January 23rd, 2019, we had the biopsy done. The doctor came out in 10 minutes and told me that he was sending a tissue sample to pathology, but that he was 100% sure that Josh had celiac disease. Now, Dr. S. is a great gastroenterologist, but he is a lousy celiac doctor. The only help or advice he gave me was to tell me to never feed Josh gluten again. That's it. We had an eight-hour drive home. Josh hadn't eaten anything since the day before, and I was completely clueless as to what to feed him. Okay, I knew I couldn't feed him bread or baked goods, but that's all I knew. (laughs) I did find a health food store thinking I'd be able to find gluten-free food in there, right? Now, normally, my road trip go-to snacks were apples, carrots, and nuts. <laughs> Which I was all <laughs> allergic to. You're, you're a problem. You know? Yeah, yeah. That's me. <laughs> my mind was spinning. What in the world can I feed this kid? I had no scanner up for my <sighs> phone, no knowledge of gluten-free labeling, no experience with anything like this. I didn't cry at the store in front of my 10-year-old son. I was able to hold it together until we got home. What I did end up buying was some grapes and some supposedly. I think it was actually like a, a raisin cookie. A cookie. I think and it had it a, like a gluten free label. Cookie. Is that all I bought yeah. you? Was a cookie? It was either a protein bar or cookies. Yeah. Like I think it was just a bag of cookies or like raisin cookies or yeah, protein bars. Well, anyway, we dragged in at 10 p.m. and crashed. The next day after diagnosis, I still had no idea what to feed him. And I think we had a few leftover cookies that we bought you or something. And then we went shopping. Um so we went shopping, and but I didn't have an app for my phone, and I didn't even know there was such a thing. The only thing I knew was that there were some packaged foods that were labeled gluten-free. So that's what we bought. Do you know how much sugar is in a lot of gluten-free food? Mm, a lot. They're trying to make up for taste, you know, so they load it up with sugar. Yeah. Josh had been off all sugar, including most fruits, for almost two years, and we fed him the best we could. 
We fed him that day the best we could, but we ended up in the emergency room the next day, vomiting, nauseous, headaches, stomach aches. It was sugar shock. I don't remember the official diagnosis, but his system was over the top loaded with sugar. You remember? Yeah. Is that when Pastor visited me? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he visited us in the, in the emergency room. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. The next few days and weeks are a blur. I remember we went to a cl- our clinic here, and I think they gave me a basic food list. And I know I researched stuff, and I found uh, information online on what to feed. And plus, I also uh, found the app that I use on my phone. Thank I cr- goodness you did. I know. Because that app's a lifesaver. Even though it doesn't have a tons of things it's still so useful. It it's, really is. It's really saved me so many times. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, especially with the GF labeling, which I think should be a yeah. different podcast because just because it says gluten free on it, it doesn't mean it's gluten free. Because like it could say all the ingredients are gluten free. That's they are right. But then, well, there's manufacturers with. Um, gluten, they put wheat on their manufacturers because why not put gluten-free stuff, they think. But they don't know that if you do that, it gets cross-contaminated, and then I can't eat it. Right. right. And so that's why the scanner app is useful because it can say if it's been cross-contaminated. Well, it doesn't know that's been cross-contaminated. It'll say, it doesn't say it's 100% gluten-free. Yeah, it doesn't say it's 100%. And then it'll also say if it is 100% gluten-free. Right. Right, right. Or may contain gluten or contains gluten. Right. And that's why it's so helpful. It really, really is. Um, but we found by trial and error uh, that Josh could eat gluten-free corn dogs and corn chips without getting sick. And <laughs> rice. And shortly after that, I rice. ate that for like three months. You, Nothing I, but rice, <laughs> corn, corn dogs, and, and corn chips. chips. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I can't tell you. I mean, at least for three months. We didn't know what else to feed him for dinner. And there goes my guiltometer. <laughs> Yuck. I try to eat naturally and healthy. I try to feed my family as healthy. healthful as possible. And so when all of a sudden we're going from healthy food and no sugar to corn sugar dogs, chips. and non-healthy food. Oh, my food. goodness. It's horrible. <laughs> it's out. It makes ugh. So finally, after I don't even know how long, I started researching everything I could to find on celiac disease. I gathered enough information to have at least a working knowledge of what to feed Josh. Um, and then we used that app like we talked about. Yeah. Um, oh, at his one-year checkup with Dr. S., who's a fantastic gastroenterologist but a lousy celiac doctor, we discovered that Josh had gained 15 pounds. Anyway, you discovered that he had gained 15 pounds in 12 months and had grown by four or five inches in height. Nice. Yeah, you're doing a lot better. I sincerely wish I could say Josh is healthy as a horse and that we have this disease totally under control, but I can't. Josh is still healing. He's still has digestive problems not related to getting glutened and every once in a while well, my by accident thing still has to eat what's it called that has to heal your villi yeah my villi cuz when you eat gluten and you have celiac it'll actually destroy your villi Right, and what do and they like? So do? it can't grab the protein. It's like little fingers, yeah. and they grab the protein and suck it into your body. And the nutrients, the carbohydrates. Yeah, the so I couldn't grow it all at right. that time. Right, so and really... so it's. I think 
it might be still healing. I don't think it's fully I healed. I do. T- I it think could that. be fully healed, but I don't think so. Yeah. But. And you know. every once in a while you do get gluten, which kills off villi too. Yeah. I mean, it, just and by so it accident. Has to be grow. Just by accident. Yeah, not on yeah. purpose. I know. I hope not I know. On there purpose. goes my guilt <laughs> meter again <laughs> off the chart. <laughs> But uh, my hope is that these things will get better for Josh as he grows up. And I know he'll always be challenged challenged to eat gluten-free food, but I know he will thrive and do well. He's a smart kid, aren't you? Yeah, I guess. And in the midst of all this, at my core, I am grateful. I'm so grateful to the Lord for um, Dr. Finn having compassion on us while we weren't even his patients. I'm thankful, thank, thankful we found Dr. S to do the biopsy. And I'm thankful we have so many gluten-free choices and gluten-free apps for our phones. Living with celiac disease is not easy, but it is doable and worthwhile. And the future is bright. Yeah. You have anything else to add? I don't know. Are you glad you lived today rather than 40 years ago? I'm glad that I wasn't psychosomatic. (laughs) I'm glad you weren't psychosomatic. Yeah. All you think are psychosomatic for one second. No. No, that thought never occurred to me. I knew that you were sick and that you were not just making it up in your mind. Well, I did throw up <laughs> once in a while, so right. that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Okay. That's it for this episode. Join us next time as we talk about all things celiac. Thanks for listening and have a gluten-free day.